Hello. Hello. So we are now doing our normal week episode. Um, yeah, last one of 2022. I know, which is insane. Yeah. Get this just before Christmas. Yeah, you will. Like, what, six days before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, hopefully you all have an amazing Christmas or holiday or break or whatever. Or just end of the year or December. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are finishing off this... What's, we're finishing covering the Slenderman stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Not finishing it off. No. That would be very bad. Yes. Um, so we will jump straight in. Like, yeah. Boing. We've just recorded our Patreon um, chat episode. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone wants to check out that and our other chat episodes, head to Patreon and search for the Weird Sisters podcast. And weird is, as we keep on banging on about, spelled W-Y-R-D. Yep. Weird with a Y. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, last week we left it where um, Anissa and Morgan, um, they'd attacked Peyton. I just and- had a really good idea for like a like piece of merch if we ever did merch yes. which I just have to jump in with we could just put like I'm weird with a Y yes <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but sorry back to yeah <laughs> future merch idea that was one of those away. things where I was like I need to say it now because I'll forget exactly <laughs> So, yeah, hit us up if you would like some merch coming yeah, out. Yeah, we'd love to hear from any of you. If exactly. You... Yeah. We're always here. Well, not, not always. Not for the next two weeks. No. <laughs> we are having Christmas off. Yes. <laughs> so we will catch everyone after this episode in the new year. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting giddy and like rambling. So, <laughs> so back onto it. Um, so, yeah, Anissa and Morgan had attacked Peyton um, and they'd left her for dead. Oh. Um, she'd just been found by a cyclist, mm. like a push bikeist. Yeah, um, a bicyclist. Yeah. <laughs> and she had been rushed to hospital where surgeons were working to save her life and they did save her life. Just mm. spoiler, want everyone to know, yeah. Peyton lives. It's a good spoiler. Yes. So when she got to the hospital... I always kind of think when it comes to like true things, you can't you can't have spoilers for something that's real, I would say. I would say some parents would probably bite my head off when I've been talking about Father Christmas not being real. <laughs> yeah, like, when we do different. the stockings for the kids, <laughs> Father Christmas... <laughs> that's a bit different. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> Um, but no, you shouldn't. Or I hate when people are just like, oh, it's a spoiler. It came out five years ago. Yeah, like, come on. You if can't... you've not watched it, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you care about watching it without spoilers, don't be, like, looking it up and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Peyton uh, got to the hospital. And when she was there, a female police officer took photos of all her stab wounds. Ah, okay. Um, while another officer, Officer Trisoni, I believe mm-hmm. it is pronounced... Um, they asked Peyton yes and no questions um, because Peyton wasn't able to sort of give more than that. Oh, bless her. Um, and they wanted to get those questions in as soon as they could because they were worried it would turn into a murder case. Oh, my God. Which, they, really, they thought she might pass away. Yeah. Like, Gosh. I could oh. not, I don't think, have that level of professional detachment. No, to be questioning to... a child whilst thinking, they might die soon, I need to get this. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm interviewing them in what is possibly, quite probably, the last moments of their life. Yeah. But I'm trying to get the information to bring their killers to justice. Jesus. I couldn't. No. Like. Fucking hell. Yeah. 
that so, I mean I, luckily it didn't but yeah there'll be other times when it has mm-hmm. that I guess is why so many people who do these kinds of jobs either retire early or are very sort of fucked up and traumatised or have very very good counsellors yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so while um Trusoni was taking the statements from Peyton another officer was ringing her mum um, and that officer told her mum to get to the hospital ASAP. Um, because obviously everyone's thinking she's not, mm. she's quite possibly not surviving this. Oh. So when her mum Stacy arrived, um, Stacy heard the nurses counting how many stab wounds they had found on each Jesus. part of Peyton. It's just to, oh, that to be what you walk in on. Yeah. After just thinking, oh, they're just at a sleepover. Yeah. Like, so wow. the nurses counted a total of 19 stab wounds. Oh, my God. And then that was that. Almost as soon as Stacy had arrived, Peyton was whisked away from her into surgery. Oh, it's, oh I can't. No. You just wouldn't be able to, like, let them go. No. I mean, obviously, you have to. You but... have to, and you have to so that they can do the work, and mm. you're placing all that trust yeah, in the doctors. I don't know how you could let go right. of them and have them be wheeled away I'd be like I'm standing in that operating room yeah. with you like I know you can't but that's what you'd want to mm. so while doctors were saving Peyton um, police had already put out a description of Anissa and Morgan so they definitely knew already it was her friends yeah. she didn't manage to say that much yeah um, so they were hoping to find them as soon as they could and they were also out searching their houses mm-hmm. so they were on it like wow. a car bonnet doing like what they could as quick as they could Mm. hopefully as thoroughly as they could quick sharp or whatever you said quick sharp (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they told Anissa and Morgan's parents that one of the three girls had been hurt and the other two were missing but they didn't say which was which Mm-hmm. So they didn't say it was Peyton that had been hurt and the other two are oh. missing. They just said one of them has been hurt, the others are missing. Oh, God. So, so obviously, parents. as the parents, you're going to have to assume yours isn't the one that's hurt, otherwise you'd be at the hospital. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so but then you're like, fuck, my child's missing. Yeah. It's not... like, And what's happened? Are they yeah. Have they been hurt and the other two abducted? Yeah, or? that's true. You wouldn't know that no. they had just gone off of their own volition. Yeah. yeah. So the parents obviously wanted to be as helpful as possible. So they let officers in to search through their rooms. Oh, great. So they were complying really well. Yeah. So Anissa's parents even gave the police her phone, which she'd left behind. Um, Surprises me she left it behind, to be honest. Well, it had what seemed like um, her parents had looked through it, like obviously at this point mm-hmm. um, and they'd noticed what might be a suicide note on it oh um, and she'd also left all and in the suicide note sorry she had put that she was leaving all her stuff to her parents okay and she'd asked that people didn't grieve or miss her oh my god just fucking heavy yeah and again to kind of I don't know be at that place yeah. she's 11 12. 12 yeah 12 at this point to just... be at that place at that age or any right. age is heartbreaking yeah. no matter what yeah this is a child exactly yeah. so now we get to what were morgan and anissa doing while all this was going on mm-hmm. they had set off to search for the slender man um and were trying to find slender mansion <laughs> with their cheesecake <laughs> <No>. yes <laughs> so they were walking through the woods mm-hmm. um 
and they were having to avoid going near police because the police were in the woods scouring the crime Oh, wow, they were, like, in the same... Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm yawning. They were, like, in the same place. Yeah. I'm not yawning because I'm bored. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> say, you need a nap before you come yeah. and record this. Um, so they stopped at a stream to try and wash away all the blood. Oh, wow. Um, but they didn't do a very good job of it. This was May time, is that right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's not cold. No. I was in my head. I still keep thinking it's December, but yeah, that's when but they no, started. That's when they started planning it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they're at the stream trying to wash off all the blood. Wow. Um, and then out the corner of their eyes, they saw a shadow that they thought was the Slender Man. Oh wow. And he was walking towards where they thought they. So then, sorry, they were walking towards where they thought they saw him. Mm-hmm. They then stopped. Okay. And Morgan carved the symbol of the Slender Man into a tree with the very same knife she'd used to stab oh, Peyton. What is the symbol of the Slender Man? Ah, see, I looked that up because I did not know. <laughs> no. And I was curious. <laughs> so essentially, it's a circle with an X through it. Oh, okay. So I don't kind know. of like a sort of almost like a stop sign or whatever. Not a stop sign, like a. Um, yeah. No entry sign or whatever. The no stopping signs yeah. on the on the carriageway. That's it. I so, don't, yeah. You can tell. I <laughs> passed my driving test a long time ago. Yeah, and the like the the lines of the X extend through the circle. Uh oh. Okay, I get. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um. So they did that, and they both pressed their heads against the tree that they'd carved it on, okay. while Morgan recited some sort of weird ass poem. About the Slender Do we know what the poem was? Um, I think you can look it up and find it. Oh, really? It was in the book. Oh, it is like I an actual, include... like, they wrote it down. I think so. Oh, wow. Or told the police about it or something. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, so she yeah. recited this, and then they started seeing more shadows at the corner of their eyes, like the tendrils that oh. sometimes Slenderman's depicted huh. with, like, coming towards them. Were they, or was this more like wishful thinking exactly. creating it sort of for themselves? Yeah, it could just be that absolute adrenaline delusion yeah. what has she just done like a whole host of now uh, what am i thinking neurotransmitters just like coursing through her body mm. and just and the happy yeah more. and so sort of self-fulfilling yeah kind of, that's what they expect to happen exactly they want to happen so badly yeah so mm. they saw that and then it was gone mm-hmm. so both girls were convinced that it was the slender man but that he was telling them he would meet them in the Nicolette National Park and that, that they needed to continue their journey and not give right. up. So sort of like, woo, you're on your way to find <laughs> Like thing. I've been able to send this message but not yeah, come to you properly exactly. for some reason. But you woo. have to keep on proving your dedication. Like, yeah. yeah. So they continued their journey, uh, but there was a teeny tiny little problem that uh-huh. the girls now were feeling thirsty. Ah. Yes. But they stopped at that stream. They could have had a drink there. Unless it was a skanky stream. Oh, yeah, true. And they'd wash the blood off into it. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, what are you going to do when you're searching for the mythical Slender Man? You're on the run for murder. Mm. Yeah, they don't know that Peyton's alive, do they? And you get thirsty. Well, obviously, the best choice is to head to your local Walmart. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) They just, like, walked out of the woods to Walmart and then were like, we're going to go back on the trail after. Yeah. (laughs) And this was kind of like, I don't think that's a good idea. No. Um, I mean, it was. Thank God they did. But no. But Morgan's reasoning was that no one would even pay them attention or notice them as it was Walmart and people were used to all sorts. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) She's not wrong from what I've heard. (laughs) Exactly. 
way. All the things I've seen <laughs> online of like seen at Walmart is yeah. There's that subreddit, isn't there? Just like Walmart disasters or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she's um, not wrong. No. <laughs> but and yeah, as you say, she wasn't wrong. Really, they actually got in and out, and they went weren't. to the toilet at Walmart, tried to wash the blood off themselves better. They filled up their water bottles. Mm. And then they left and carried on their journey. Wow. And nobody stopped these two little kids covered in blood. (laughs) Wow. So they went away from Walmart, stopped for a drink shortly after. I thought that was going to be where they got, like, picked up. No, that's not where they were caught. Morgan was right. (laughs) She was like, no one will look at us. And (laughs) they didn't. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, they stopped and then Morgan started looking through the photos on her phone and she started crying. Okay. Um, obviously because she was looking through photos of Ah, Peyton Peyton and Mm. what she'd done, I think may have been starting to sink in, sink in Mm. a little bit. Um, Anissa, however, decided that Morgan just needed sugar because she was getting too emotional. You need sugar. No, <laughs> put, you're getting. You're not yourself when you don't have a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Come you're on, not Morgan. yourself when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't have any Snickers bars though. Ah. Um, but do they in, get Snickers bars in America. They must do, but they probably call them something different. I don't know because there's lots of bar stuff they don't get over there, like chocolate wise, isn't there? Yeah, because their chocolate tastes like. I'm sorry, I'm going to offend all our American listeners. <laughs> But any time I've tried any American chocolate, Hershey's or yeah. stuff, it has that horrible aftertaste of sick. Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I have people I know who are American, and they have agreed that the American chocolate is not like is awful compared so to English. So why do American so like, people crave chocolate when it tastes like I don't utter shit? But I guess they've got they've acclimated to that yeah, flavouring. It's like they have a lot of cinnamon stuff over mm. there. Like their cinnamon fireballs or whatever the sweets oh yeah they burn my mouth and mm-hmm. are like literally satan's balls yeah they yeah i got them <laughs> once and they're horrible i know i was just like <laughs> oh, they're so I'll spicy try this because i've heard lots of americans going on about that and i literally had yeah. to spit that shit out <laughs> i was just like and, and you're I can, good with spicy exactly. food if that was me it would be different spicy but. like chili it is an evil spice <laughs> proper like burning it is like, like taking a teaspoon yeah. of cinnamon powder and mm. trying to eat it yeah <laughs> oh and they um, have a lot of grape flavor <clears throat> stuff over there yeah but it doesn't taste like grape no, no but they don't have blackcurrant flavored stuff because they don't no. have blackcurrants in america that's true as far as i know anyway we're probably going to get americans being like uh fuck off we do have this and <laughs> And blue raspberry, I think, comes from America. Oh, I don't I know what it is, but it's the best flavour ever. Mm. But what is it? Yeah. You don't get blue raspberries. No, what is yeah, it? Yeah, actually. It's like sour raspberry in a way. But yeah, we yeah. don't get... Yeah, that's a really good point that I've not properly thought about before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what it's modelled on, but it's delicious. Mm. <laughs> but anyway... But I saw around Halloween as well, like... Yeah. Because in America, they seem to do, like, autumn or, like, fall. Yeah. That seems to be, like, a really big thing they decorate for, or a lot of people. Okay. That just seems like, like too much work. You're decorating yeah. for Halloween. You're decorating <laughs> yeah. for fall slash autumn. Yeah. You're decorating for Christmas. Yeah, I guess. I suppose, I mean, the person I know who's American said that decorating for, like, Thanksgiving is a really is like, a big thing. That's what you're kind of decorating for, in a way. That's too much work. But I might be wrong, or... Too much work. Yeah. But I saw they even had, like, pumpkin spice butter. 
That does sound amazing. I was thinking, like, I bet that would be good. Put on, that like, on, like, a slice of toasted brioche. Yeah, oh. Or, like, honey and cinnamon, oh. uh, raisin and cinnamon bread. Yes. Like, oh. like a bagel or something. I want that now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> My friend has said, like, at some point, if we tell them when, like, they could take us on base to go to, like, their... Shops yeah. are like yes, yes please need yes, to yes yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we are like digressing. This. Yes, um, they don't have a Snickers bar, <laughs> but instead they saw that the local furniture and mattress shop was giving out free samples of cookies, lemonade, and chocolate. What are the chances? I know. Like, what the fuck? So they went and they loaded up, and again, no one stopped them. No, God. So but how do you load up though? I'd feel too rude to take more than like one cookie. I think a... they took some lemonade, a cookie each, and some chocolate each. Okay. So <laughs> huh. um they then arrived at the next town over. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point that they ran into trouble. They'd been following the river north, mm-hmm. um, but they were presented now with a busy intersection and they weren't sure where to go. Mm. So they stopped at a graveyard, like you do, uh-huh. to rest sure. and figure out what to do. And they tried to eat some of their snacks. Okay. Now, Anissa told police later that she couldn't manage more than a couple of nibbles of one of the chocolate bars and ended up spitting it out as it tasted weird. Maybe it's just American chocolate. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, everyone listening. But, um, yeah, she wondered, looking back... Um, sort of reflecting on it, whether the bad taste was actually caused by the fact that they'd just left Peyton in the woods to die. You'd think. And that it was starting to sink in and she couldn't get rid of that image in her head. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully you didn't manage to eat the chocolate. I mean, she didn't. No. But also, did they not have cheesecake with them? Like, why couldn't they have eaten that? Maybe it was just crumbs. Yeah. Or maybe they'd... Forgotten. Meant to buy one in Walmart and forgot, or Maybe. I don't know. I mean, don't think that they had planned this out the best. No, they tried. Luckily. It seems like they did give it a good go. But um, yeah. So yeah, Anissa apparently also at this point asked Morgan if they could go home yet. I'm sorry, go home yet? Like, you think you can just yeah. go home now? Um, Morgan was horrified at this suggestion, and she told Anissa that they couldn't go home ever again. They'd yeah. murdered someone. Yeah, you're a fugitive now. And this again shows how juvenile their thinking mm, was and like not in touch with reality yeah. or not just not having that comprehension yeah. properly and also like morgan told anissa that the punishment for murdering someone was to be murdered yourself oh like again it's just that kid like mm. thinking and processing yeah and i guess in america they do have like um the death penalty in but some not places in that state no but i guess maybe she's yeah. heard that and so in yeah. her head that just is what happens yeah so they decided to walk around and see if there was like an underpass or something to get to the other side of the main road. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I'd probably just crossed it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> in um, America, I guess. A fourteen yeah. oh, big road, something oh, like okay. that, like a dual carriageway yeah. kind of thing. Um, because they spotted an on ramp for the highway, ah. which was like a big fucking. Oh, road. okay, yeah, like a proper main road, major so, road. Again, just being kids and not <clears throat> knowing what else to do, the girls walked up the on ramp. What? Yeah. Oh my fucking god. That's bonkers. They are lucky but they did not get run over. Kids. Yeah. So a woman driving by at this point phoned into the police to let them know there were two young girls on the highway. Mm-hmm. She gave them a description and police were straight on it and noticed that it matched the two girls they were looking for. Like these police, thank God, were switched yeah. the fuck on. They did their job right. Yes. <laughs> Wow. So, while police were, like, quick-chopping my way to Morgan <laughs> and Anissa, 
they had climbed down into a ditch next to the road, just being oh. like, oh, shit, we shouldn't be here. Yeah, we're going to get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Morgan at this point became convinced that they were going to be eaten by what were essentially hawks in the sky, but she'd mistaken them for vultures. Ah, okay. So she was just like, there's vultures up there. We're going to get eaten. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, I mean, you're fine if you're alive. They're not going to come for you. Well, at this point, Anissa had lain down with her head against a rock, just feeling completely exhausted and everything. So Morgan thought that she was giving up and essentially dying, and the vultures were going to eat her, and then she's there, and they're going to eat her. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) All just a bit, a bit of a shit situation right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's their own fault. There is of their own making. But Mm. then at the same time, there's mental health problems. Yeah, that is the thing. It's such a hard case, this one. Yeah. It is difficult to say at what point. Like, you want to completely lambast them and say Mm. you're evil and write them off, but at the same time, there's all this other stuff that comes into play too. And oh. Yeah. Where do you decide that they are making choices purely? Of their own yeah. sort of volition, yeah. So down in that ditch is where police found them. Um, they handcuffed the two girls, and at this point Morgan told police she was Morgan and that she'd been forced to kill her best friend. Oh. Anissa, on the other hand, told them she was Anissa and that she lived on Big Bend Road and that she was scared. Big so, Bend Road. Yeah, that is literally <laughs> where they lived. Big Bend Road. Like, it's a road with a big bend it's in like, it. It's like, what was it, the one that you had, Rocky Knob Creek Oh, yeah, the Rocky Knob Trail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the police arrived back at the station with the girls, one of the first things they had to do was put Peyton's clothes in the evidence dryer. Mm. As they were still soaked with blood, which oh. I've never even considered how they dealt with clothes in that situation. No, I hadn't. So it, they, it is like just a thing that dries them out. Yeah. Huh. I'm guessing like a heated room. Yeah. Huh. I don't And that doesn't yeah. like affect the evidence on it or no, DNA it, or... Apparently not because it just like dries it. As is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But no, I've never considered that. But I suppose that. you can't have bags of wet, bloody Oh, no, that does make sense. But I guess I'd always just assumed they did. I'd never. No, it wasn't something I'd thought through further than they have this evidence. Yeah. yeah. But no, why huh. they have to dry it? Um, but yeah. I'm just imagining just like clothes horses everywhere with just like yeah. evidence People on with it. hair dryers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hang it on the washing line. It's a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would contaminate it. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I imagine oh. like one of a, like a plexiglass case mm. that then hot air comes yeah. through. Yeah, uh, see, my friend is obviously training to be a police officer. You need to ask her all these but questions. The she won't tell me anything about stuff because it's all like confidential and all like oh, but that would reels in our workings of how the police work. And I'm like, but you could tell me. Yeah, you surely know it should gonna... be transparent so that we know the police are not. Dodgy. Well, yeah, but equally, we know. can't know how they operate with stuff because then people understand. Like, it is codes the and... one thing that I find a bit unsettling when they do like all the like case files mm. and murder programs and true crime stuff, and they work through how the police found the evidence and what led to them catching the killer. Mm. Because it's just like, but now people know that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's like telling them how to avoid, avoid it. it. Yeah. It, yeah. Because, like, when I was reading Mindhunter, I think I've said this before, I'm not sure. 
he kind of in that book says like oh you know people reading this might be like well aren't you giving criminals the way to avoid being found yeah. he's like ah oh, but the more a criminal tries to cover things up the more tells they give i was like mm, i don't think that's true that's not necessarily true because there are definitely killers we've never found yes lots yeah so, oh my god watching supernatural and i got to oh yeah. god the horrific episode where that boy same sort of age as sam is telekinetic oh yeah and he like is killing his family mm-hmm. and the guy gets his head chopped off with the window <laughs> and then you've got dean and sam and dean's just like quick wipe down your fingerprints i don't want anyone knowing we were here yeah <laughs> just like, oh. Oh, back I in love. the early 2000s yep i love supernatural <laughs> well you weren't worried about cctv yeah or... that's the thing i love how the show is so long ago now <laughs> they're like the technology is just so archaic <laughs> and then like you see yeah. it changing Do through you? the seasons oh. yeah at the moment they've just got a really basic flip mm. phone like nokia you thing. see them start to use like computers and then like a laptop and then they get like proper phones Do they get and... smartphones and yeah use... eventually oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm so excited to watch it progress oh but anyway she probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they um dried peyton's clothes and then it was time to talk to anissa and morgan oh now were they brought to like the same place oh no because peyton's at the hospital yeah. i was gonna say are they in the same place because no. that would be hard no yeah <laughs> so they talked to anissa and morgan without their parents present mm-hmm. and oh, is that legal in Wisconsin, it is legal for police to interrogate kids without their parents present unless they specifically ask to have an attorney. Oh, wow. Now, officers in this case said that they find kids a lot more talkative and cooperative this way, which, yes, well, yeah. because they don't know their rights and to their kids and shit scared. Yeah, and they know they're always going to have been brought up. To be like, oh, the police are an authority figure. Yep. And children notoriously try to please authority figures. So, yes. Um, and it's easy I to don't wait. think that, that, that kids should no, be that interrogated without an adult. Saying, oh, they're more talkative <coughs> and compliant doesn't imply definitely that they are being more truthful. Or that it is best practices. No. Or fair on the children. Yeah. Especially as we know how hard it is for adults not to make false confessions in that environment. Exactly. Like, how many kids are just sort of trained in such a way that you can sort of say, like, oh, did I, you do this? And they'll kind of be like, yeah. I just... find it hard when I'm on the phone trying to deal with an issue mm. and people are just like, oh, okay, well, have you... Or you've done this. Like to be like no that's not actually helped me i'm just like oh, okay and hang up yeah and then i ring back and hope to get someone else mm-hmm. yeah so like i am awful for that so like and i'm an adult mm, yeah so yeah um now obviously police questioned the two girls separately and both got a very different style of officer anissa was questioned by detective trisani who obviously mm-hmm. was at the hospital and she took a more gentle approach with her. Um, she was convinced at the time initially that there had to have been a fight about a boy between the girls. Oh. Because she was just like, well, I don't see why else two or three teenage girls would stab another teenage girl. No, yeah. Girl. That's all Obviously. girls care about. Yeah. Um, so they collected samples from under Anissa's fingernails mm-hmm. and then Chisani read Anissa her rights. 
Mm-hmm. Now, she had to explain what they were to Anissa as being just a kid. She didn't know what her constitutional rights meant. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of adults probably still wouldn't yeah. if you just said, what are your constitutional rights? But again, <laughs> it just hits you how young they are. And they're mm. doing this without any adult present in yeah. Anissa's corner. And we already know, like you said, they've got a lot of mental health yeah. conditions. They're, they're, they're very vulnerable. They've done something really awful, but that doesn't change that they're very vulnerable. Vulnerable, exactly. Mm. So Trisani asked Anissa what had gone on. Uh, Anissa threw Trisani off to start with. Um, She asked her how far they'd walked when they'd been found by police. Mm -hmm. Um, She said she'd never been an athletic kid. Um, (laughs) Right. She just wanted to know how far she'd walked Mm because it felt like a long way. Okay. Um, Chasani obviously just found this so left field mm. and sort of tried to work it out for her. But again, that kind of... I'm not saying, like... I, I don't mean, like, I can identify with, with her overall. But, like, yeah. that kind of just makes me think a bit like how I can be. Of, like, my brain will just fixate on a random thing. Yeah. And especially if I'm stressed and struggling with exactly. something. I normally focus on, like, the wrong thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Chasani tried to work it out for her and then with that out of the way Anissa started talking mm-hmm. um, she said about the creepypasta website where her and Morgan had learned okay. about the slender man and his proxies so she just went straight in with yeah. laying it out there Yeah. Uh, she also told Chisoni about Morgan hearing voices and being wacky okay. as she it. Um, she told her about how it was Morgan who had first brought up that they should become proxies for slender man right Okay. Um, this is where the he said um, she said she, she said yeah <laughs> happened yeah. um she told Trisani how she'd agreed and that morgan had told her they would need to kill Peyton to become proxies mm-hmm. though again which one's telling the truth we don't know yeah sort of you just said um anissa also told Trisani that when morgan said this she was actually excited in a way um as she was hoping that this would give her the proof she desperately wanted that the slender man and I guess by extension, the other creepypastas were real. Mm. Um, so with the excitement and engagement that Anissa, uh, Anissa was now showing, Tosani took the bull by the horns and asked again about what had happened on that day because she's now engaging and talking and chatting mm-hmm. and feeling comfortable, I think. Yeah. So Anissa now talked about it with less of her guards up, it seemed. Um, she said that Morgan had handed her the knife multiple times um, as she had wanted Anissa to be the one to kill Peyton. Mm-hmm. And that when their attempts hadn't worked, they'd decided to play hide and seek to get Peyton unsuspecting and off guard. And then she told her how she told Morgan to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, described these just blood-curdling screams from Peyton. Ooh. And it was at this point that she confirmed that while they told Peyton that they were going to get help... They'd never actually planned to do that. Instead, knowing that they were leaving her to die as they set off on their quest. Oh, God. Um, Anissa told Trisoni how they wanted to go and live in the Slender Mansion and take orders from the Slender Man. Mm -hmm. And for her part, she wanted to do so so she could prove the sceptics wrong, she said. Oh. Though, when asked if she understood what killing someone actually meant, Anissa said that until the attack on Peyton, she hadn't. And she couldn't imagine going through with killing someone now after okay. sort of the attempted murder of Peyton. Mm. So sort of that reality in a way yeah. is setting in of what they've actually yeah. done. And it was not what they thought it would be. It wasn't just a computer game where yeah. you shoot the person and <laughs> off they fade. Mm. And... Yeah. yeah. So again, that's just total disconnect. Yeah. And... 
Um, so during her interrogation, um, Anissa asked Trasani where Peyton's body was and what had happened to it. Um, and Trasani told her that actually Peyton had managed to be saved by the doctors. Mm. So Anissa stated that she was scared but also happy with that news. Okay. Um, and then asked when she'd be able to go back to school. Oh, like, wow. Like sort of not realising that attempted murder is yeah. still a serious crime it's not just if you yeah. murder that person they're kind of thinking oh well she survived so it's fine we'll just get sort of told oh that was really silly don't do it don't again don't do it again and yeah. off they go yeah. everything goes back to normal yeah um, and then at the end of the statement Anissa stated she felt none of this would have ever happened if she hadn't shown Morgan the creepy pastas mm. just oh yeah wow so while Anissa was busy telling her story to Trasani, in a room just down the hall, Morgan was being questioned by Detective Casey. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a lot less sort of paternal compared to the maternal tack that Trasani was taking. Okay. Um, and he just seemed to get frustrated and irritated with Morgan and how oh, she was. That's not no. necessarily going to help them feel. Exactly. So he went straight to the point, asking Morgan why she'd tried to kill Peyton. Though... Morgan tried to explain to him over and over again that it wasn't that they'd wanted to, but that they'd needed to. Mm. Yeah, there's a very different motive there yeah. in many senses. When he asked her to explain further, Morgan, like, well, why did you need to? Morgan just said, because. like, mm. Because we needed to. Because we did. Like, mm. she couldn't elaborate further, but she's so mentally unwell. Yeah. And, and also probably quite stressed right now. Yeah. Like, if you're being questioned by someone kind of aggressively, it exactly. can be very difficult to collect your thoughts. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so when she kept on being pushed, the most Morgan could add was that they had to because that's what Anissa had said. Mm. We had to. Anissa said we had to. And yeah. it seems like Morgan wasn't trying to be difficult, which I can believe. Like... She has a black and white view of things. Mm. She can't expand on stuff. She's giving single word answers, yeah. which to me is so reminiscent of my eldest, mm-hmm. who's like on the autistic spectrum disorder. She just can't, when she's stressed and when she's anxious, she can't, as you say, she doesn't have that time to collect her thoughts. And it's almost like a defensive yeah. reaction. Yeah, I know with me, like my mind, it's literally just blank. Yeah. You it's not even that there's stuff to sort through in there. It's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But also, this does make me wonder, just as my speculation, Yeah. of, like, her not being able to give any other reason mm. does make me wonder, was that then Anissa's suggestion? Because Morgan didn't have a deeper reasoning yeah. there but then when she's not being questioned in the way that casey was questioning okay. her she can expand ah, further and okay. talk about it's not just a well we had to because of this yeah said. no okay. she can go into later more details about why and how <clears throat> killing peyton she thought that it would save her and her family okay so yes she'd be under the control of Slenderman, but he's always been there her whole life yeah <laughs> and this way at least she's working for him and appeasing him mm-hmm. okay um, cool so well, i'm not cool but you know yeah <laughs> and so to me i think the responses that morgan was giving to casey and in his interrogation tactic was just screaming that she was so mentally unhealthy and he just wasn't picking up on this mm. so asking who had the knife first 
um, Morgan would reply that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that later on with the schizophrenia and how untreated it was, it did cause her memory problems and okay. sort of blurred her long-term memory. Yeah, I mean, we know that recalling stressful events is very difficult for people yeah. so um and she didn't seem to know many details at all but again that as i just said like from her mental health issues and the situation she's in mm. and she just found the questions trying to get specific answers difficult and yeah. then detective casey struggled with how morgan was for example when he asked her how many times she stabbed Peyton, <laughs> morgan had replied that she hadn't realized she was meant to count <laughs> Which again, oh. though, you can see my eldest like, yeah, not exactly. doing that. If she was asked something like that, something like that, like yeah. how many times did you hit the ball or something yeah. in a sport, her just giving that answer of wouldn't Rosa had to count? Yeah, I wasn't doing that because I didn't know I needed to. Yeah, yeah. And it would later come out that Morgan had, as I said, big gaps in her memory and wasn't necessarily present mentally in the lead up to the stabbing, mm. and she's just been failed for her mental health like Mm. since she was a toddler yeah um morgan did admit to casey during questioning that they had been trying to kill peyton Mm -hmm. and when he informed her that peyton wasn't dead she she did seem relieved like he put that in his notes she was relieved Mm -hmm. but patients on both sides were wearing thin morgan was getting frustrated with how Casey was talking to her and the questions he was asking and having to repeat herself. And Casey was getting frustrated by getting the lack mm, of detail from Morgan. That's difficult. Because um, also, yeah, if the relationship between them is very fraught, yeah. that's not going to help her open up. So, yeah, as I said, Casey just didn't understand Morgan or how to question her effectively. Mm. And Morgan was frustrated at going over and over the same details. She even said to Casey at one point, what was the point of what they were doing? Was it just to see if her story changed? Ah. So she's so smart and switched on in some regards. Yeah. Um, During her interrogation, Morgan told Casey that stabbing Peyton, again, we see this change later when her mental health gets treated and it's a symptom of her mental health um, and how detached she is from reality. But it doesn't help her case with Morgan at with sorry with Casey at all mm-hmm. because Morgan told him that stabbing Peyton had felt no different than stabbing Air. Ah. But at the same time, that seems really odd to me because it takes a lot more effort mm. to stab something than Air. Yeah. So again, it's just that you don't know who's telling the truth. No. But then Peyton does confirm that Morgan did stab her, so mm. I suppose we do know from that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just, yeah, it's just odd. Mm. And, and then... And again, it is sort of, Morgan just, just almost like doesn't have that memory does, of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Morgan then sort of seemed to take a step back and realise that she was being very open with Casey. Um, and Morgan, at this point, asked would her head be cut off as punishment? Oh. And would she regret saying what she was saying Mm. to Casey? Uh. Um, He assured her, no, your head's not going to get cut off. But she is suddenly just like, well, should I be saying all this? Yeah. Um, Which again is where, especially as a minor, they should have somebody with them. So, as I said, Casey assured her, no, your head's going to be fine. And Mm. that she wouldn't regret being truthful 
as it would mean that Morgan would be able to get the help that she needed mm. and help stop the voices and hallucinations that she had and that she wouldn't then have to worry about hurting anyone else. Yeah. So it's like he, he does... Yeah. He does start... He, like, he, is, he isn't just being really cold. No. But his... Questioning tactic. Questioning tactic is very different from sort of who Anissa had questioning. Yeah. Um, So when Morgan tried to explain about the Slender Man and how he was behind their motive, Casey just wasn't hearing it. Like, it wasn't practical. So instead he tried to focus on more practical and tangible issues like physical evidence. And he said he just found how she spoke chilling and Mm. not... He had a 12-year-old daughter. And Uh. it just was so at odds with how she'd speak that he just found dealing with Morgan very difficult and I think he does like accept that and say that that yeah I struggled with Mm -hmm. how she was so you know there is that recognition there from him okay so asking her things like who lived at her home Morgan reeled off mummy daddy and all her pets names which again (laughs) yeah (laughs) And then he asked her if a sleepover was normal for her birthday. Um, Morgan said that, well, she'd had one last year, but that obviously it had been more fun. Mm-hmm. So Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. She just didn't seem to grasp what had happened, but Casey also took it as she just may not care. Mm. Um, so after their statements were taken and interviews were over... Both girls were then transported together in the back of the police van to the jail. Mm. Um, and this is interview had taken a total of three hours and Morgan's had taken five. Oh, wow. All the way through this, they had not had any contact with their parents. Oh, my God. It was this, like, straight through as well? No yeah, breaks? I believe God, so. That's a long time. So they got to jail. And both girls were taken inside. Uh, the lady booking them in asked Morgan if she felt like she had hurt herself. Mm. And Morgan replied, no, it had been her best friend that she'd tried to kill and that her best friend must hate her now. Okay. Um, She also said that she'd first seen the shadow man who'd told her to kill Peyton when she was three Mm. and that what they did was meant to make him stay away. So she's being a hell of a lot more open with this lady at the booking in. Yeah, just straight off. Than with Casey. But because I think she's being more motherly to them. Mm. So... Getting upset, Morgan went over to Anissa to try and have a cuddle because that's her friend. Yeah. Um, but that was against the rules. Oh. And Anissa stiffened and tried to, like, show, I guess, that she wasn't wanting to break the rules so she yeah. could, like, stiffen oh, yeah. and wouldn't hug back. So I think, didn't you say in the first episode, she Anissa was, like, was really such rule. a rule stickler. Yeah. Much like Peyton, whereas Morgan, mm. less so. Yeah. Um, so after booking them in, the girls were led away to their cells. Morgan was put in, like, an isolation pod area. Okay. Um, the officers were worried that she'd be bullied for, like, her odd behaviour and youngness. Okay. Um, and here, Morgan took the mattress off her bed, put it under the frame, because she preferred to sleep under the bed, like, oh. with her nest oh, yeah. in her bedroom and stuff. Oh, gosh. And it, like that, she curled up and fell asleep. Mm. Um, she and said... Had they still not seen their parents no, at this point? still wow. not. Wow. She said that she supposedly felt... Like, despite being locked in, mm. that this was the first time she'd felt free in her life. Wow. Which is, that's... That's so sad. sad. Yeah. Um, Anissa, on the other hand, I think it was starting to sink in. And it does make me think 
that maybe she so as psychiatrists say she was so desperate for a friend and not Mm. to be rejected she did go along with the plan in morgan and sort of that pushing her away um was sort of her sinking in what that had cost her Mm. um she was put in general population but she was worried that she'd be put in the same cell or area as morgan yeah and the guards assured her that they'd be keeping them separately which made anissa relax okay so it is like that what what have, what has this led me to it's mm. like as you say really bad dynamic and toxic dynamic between them yeah um in general population when the other girls found out what anissa had done though they would make anissa feel like she should just die oh which is again that's really awful. sad yeah like i of... don't condone what they did to peyton at all no. but this is three young girls that are all going through their own hell yeah exactly yeah and Um, they are 12 yeah so a few days later the girls would have their first court hearing Mm -hmm. despite only being 12 wisconsin would try them as adults Mm -hmm. which i've never understood how you can try children as adults they are children Mm. like the whole point of trying people as adults is because they are fully grown yeah because i get that it's like oh this is such a severe crime we don't want like the sort of almost like the uh sentencing for juvenile wouldn't be appropriate but there's a reason why there is a sentencing difference for juveniles Mm. and adults and then we yeah we need to then just look at changing that if that's the case and saying in these circumstances so this can be the result yeah i did look into it because i was like i've never understood it um (laughs) so in the mid 1990s Mm -hmm. John DeLulio Jr., um, he was a political science professor, but also a Christian fundamentalist. Okay. Um, now, he came up with this idea of super predators. Right. And he claimed to have shown via research that children who were raised in what he called moral poverty, so uh. basically he was a racist. Right, yeah. Um, and it was mainly in impoverished, like ethnic black communities okay. where there's less opportunities mm-hmm. and money put into the services and stuff yep. like that which is not um because of the people who are in that situation no. it's the context and the people around them yeah yep. um he said that they would turn into packs of sociopaths right so yeah he is just a really disgusting person yeah and i think he bought into that whole view of our children from you know with only mothers like oh, they're wow. going to and be morally delinquent, delinquent and, and yeah wow really lovely person just like oh the only ideal situation is a nuclear family raised where, in a white suburb where everyone says what is it not mass um grace, grace. before dinner yeah says their prayers at bedtime so oh. yeah um and he said that this super predator sociopath pack mm-hmm. would be possible to happen even before puberty right and that the only way to deal with these children was to lock them up and take them out of society right just like right from when they're children yeah just be like no that's it your life's over before you had a chance to wow so before him and his research children in the justice system were treated with the view that as they were young they could be taught and rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. But after Delulio, I said that better last time, <laughs> Delulio, yeah. sorry, 
um, was so vocal about his super predator research, mm-hmm. courts then changed to treat them as hopeless sociopaths and tried them as adults. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. So a few years after making his claims, Delulio admitted that he'd made up the evidence. What? Like the guy with the MMR jabs. Yeah. I forget his name, but that oh, yeah. bastard. Mmm. Um, which. Wow. Is a massive, like, no shit from me. Yeah. As we like... know with brain scans of development, mm-hmm. kids do not have the same impulse control or decision making as adults. Nope. Your brain is not fully developed until you're 26. That doesn't mean that at that point, okay. You suddenly you... become rational. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is a ongoing process. An 18-year-old knows right from wrong and not to kill people i'm Mm. not saying oh you shouldn't try them as adults up until 26 Mm. but we know that a 12 year old does not have the same long like ability to process long-term consequences and the seriousness of some of their actions their cognitive abilities are so underdeveloped and yes a normal 12 year old should know stabbing someone it's going to kill them, going probably. going to kill them. Yeah. Killing them's bad. It's a big no-no. I would yeah. be 12. Yes. But you throw in untreated mental illness, mm. and it gets a whole lot murkier. Yeah. So, criminology research as well has shown that if kids aren't rehabilitated by prisons, they actually have a much higher reoffending rate by mm. about three times. No shit, because they're going to be so fucking institutionalised. Yeah. and. Yeah. But this is the kids that are treated in a rehabilitation aim mm. and also adults that are in normal prison. Mm. So they reoffend about three times more than adults that are in prison. Yeah. Wow. So because you're taking away any life prospects. Yeah. Them, aren't any you? ability to learn and yeah. grow and be be a normal, rational yeah. member of society. And the, I know in Wisconsin, like, there's a rule that for a child that is tried as an adult and so mm. has an adult sentence mm. and doesn't have that rehabilitation pathway, mm. they aren't allowed to do things like attend um education classes or be eligible to get their GED or work towards anything like really? that until they are within it's something crazy like 18 months or 36 months of their release date wow what so you're the... writing them off completely yeah and you're not giving them a chance no wow so despite this super predator thing being shown to be a load of crap mm. States still base their justice system for minors on it. Wow. Even though there's no basis yep. for it. Wow. And Wisconsin will try kids as young as 10 as adults in homicide cases. Wow. That's two years younger than my eldest. Mm-hmm. Jesus. She doesn't have the rationale for that. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. It's oh. bonkers. So, as I said, because they were being tried as adults it meant that morgan and anissa didn't get the same help that other Mm. juvenile offenders would have access to normally a juvenile offender would be assigned a social worker to help them understand what was happening get them access to services they needed and like psychological help and everything like that but neither morgan or anissa got this they didn't get a social worker and despite being put forward for a psychological evaluation all Morgan actually got was a trip to the nurse for a physical. Wow. So, 
they then go to court mm-hmm. um, and the girls get out of the van and this bit's horrible because how can you treat a child like this no matter what they've done Morgan tripped over her leg shackles mm. and the guard near her just yanked her up by the collar of her like prison suit oh that's disgusting he yanked her up that hard that it actually ripped oh and he asked her what the fuck was wrong with her wow yeah and she's 12 she's 12 jesus christ um her handcuffs had also been done up too tightly and part of me feels like that was intentional yeah deliberate yeah so by the end of the day her wrists were actually bleeding oh my from god them. and yeah again just disgusting yeah where's the innocent until proven guilty exactly. and the fact that you just you don't make yourself as bad as yeah a sort of murderer by treating people so shit exactly like, like that's psychopathic as in well itself. yeah <laughs> and i think sadly sometimes we see people that do have those psychopathic tendencies and would become criminals go into positions like that because it yep. gives them the free reign to do it exactly that's the thing there's it's not a surprise that so many sort of serial killers have tried to be in the army or the police exactly or, yeah um and yeah there just seemed to be no care given that while the crimes they committed were horrific, these are two 12-year-old kids seem. Mm. And it just seemed to be the case everywhere. Like, there was this view that the fact that they were kids made them more evil than a fully developed adult having mm. done it, which seems so odd. It's definitely, yeah, like, alarming and unsettling. But, but to me, it's, it is worse if a fully grown adult yeah, has done because it. Because then it's like, well, you are completely able to be held accountable, yeah. realistically. Um, the police chief said, essentially, at the press conference, that the crime had to be dealt with harsher as it was committed by two young females. Right. Who should never have committed a crime like this. Almost like he's excusing grown ass men yeah yeah men yeah who do it because well it's partially expected by them yeah exactly that's more normal yeah like this is more abhorrent because they're two little girls exactly the, which the is horror. such yeah. a fucked up reasoning mm. of like you are even more evil in my mind because you're, you're a two girl. little girls yeah. as opposed to grown ass men mm. doing it yeah like what? what no that's not right in terms of the reasoning and you should never be altering how you punish somebody because you're personally more disgusted yeah and your prejudices yeah like that's then putting emotion into it that isn't meant to be and i don't know if i made a note to say it later but i know the whole way through this case i'm banging on and about sympathy for Morgan and Anissa and how they were treated. Mm. And I know I said it in part one, and I was kind of worried when I was writing up this case about how I was coming across, and I know I mentioned to you about Mm. it, Becca, of being like, I don't want people to hate us or because of the sympathy I've got for these two young girls. Mm. And almost like having a battle with myself of do I need to write it up to be harsher on them? Yeah, but that goes against how I do feel yeah. about the situation and them. And I do feel like they were let down and victims in a different way. But that does not take away from the sympathy and how I feel about Peyton and what she went through yeah, at like all. Both can be true at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I think everyone's story in this case is tragic. And that's not 
taking away i'm not trying to take away from the tragicness of what Peyton went through either Mm, and we're not trying to say that she is not the victim here yeah like she still is excusing what Morgan and Anissa did no like yeah they need treatment for Mm. what they've done and there needs to be consequences but locking them up and throwing away the key isn't justice or right in my mind no um so yeah um now I wanted to mention as well, while we're on it, how strong Peyton's parents were when they got to court. Yeah. Um, Peyton was still in hospital recovering and was in between operations to save her life. Wow, she was having to have like multiple operations. Yeah, had to have operations on her heart, her stomach and liver and stuff. How did she survive? Like, oh my God. Such a strong girl. Mm. Um, And that's not saying people who don't survive aren't. Again, this is my overthinking. Yeah. But But yeah. That is... Wow. Um, so her dad saw Morgan's dad and both of them hugged and started crying. Oh. Like, which again, like he can show sympathy to Morgan's dad and their situation, but somehow people that are meant to be more removed from it can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Peyton's mum, Stacey, she, while she couldn't bring herself to forgive the other parents at this point in time, mm. Um, she said she blamed them in a way for Matt possibly passing his schizophrenia on to Morgan. Mm. Like, obviously not his fault, but also you're untreated, you didn't notice it in Morgan. No, um, you weren't sort of being open with her. Yeah, yeah. and that at this point she believed that they were just in denial and burying their heads about Morgan's own mental health, mm. which I think they probably were. Yeah. But... In time, she did come to forgive them, and she states as well that she realised that they were also going through their own hell at the same time. Mm, yeah, such That's, a strong, yeah, really big response from both yeah. her parents. Mm. But again, as I say, it's ridiculous when people that are that close and affected can have more compassion and want justice more than like, revenge. Yeah, yeah and than the people that are meant to be removed from that in the justice system mm. removed from the emotions yeah um so one of the initial things tony who was morgan's defense attorney did uh-huh. um was to have morgan mentally assessed by dr kenneth robbins okay um he'd also interviewed jeffrey Dahmer. oh wow yeah okay so he's like a big deal yeah jesus um now dr robbins um, would also assess whether Morgan was competent to stand trial, mm-hmm. um, like whether she understood the charges against her and what she did and all that. Yeah. So five days after she was arrested, Morgan sat across from Robbins. She was crouched on her chair, spinning around and bouncing up and down, apparently watching the unicorns. Okay. Yeah. When Robbins asked her if the Slender Man was real, mm. Morgan said, yeah, of course he is. Hmm. But when... He asked her if other fictional characters were real. Mm-hmm. Morgan told Robbins, of course they weren't. She wasn't that stupid. Okay. But again, she's seen the shadow figure since yeah. she was three. Well, yeah. Like he she... is real to her. Mm. Um, Dr. Robbins, as well as other psychiatrists, reported that Morgan believed the Slender Man was real and that her only job was to keep her and her family safe from him. It didn't matter if court found her guilty or innocent, as Morgan believed, at least even in prison, she'd be safe and fed and her family would be safe. Oh, gosh. Um, 
Morgan was also convinced that she had these like Vulcan mind powers okay. that had been taught to her by Voldemort. Okay. Um, <laughs> where she could just imagine she was anywhere else and it wouldn't matter where she really was. Oh, gosh. She's so mentally unwell. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, um, you know, dissociation yeah. is such a sort of um, trauma response exactly. as well. Like, um, she said that she'd have sleepovers with Voldemort as long as he wasn't away on business. Okay. Like, like, trying to kill Harry. Like, yeah. What business? <laughs> Off to um, Albania for a bit. Is, I've just got a picture in my head of Voldemort in like a pinstripe yeah. suit with a briefcase <laughs> and a top hat. <laughs> or a bowler hat, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, she said that one of her <clears> classmates <throat> had a pet Pegasus. Okay. And but then this just goes back to the trauma that she's also mm. gone through. Disturbingly, she said that students at her school would molest unicorns. Oh, just, yeah. Mm. Like again, this is she is exhibiting a lot of trauma. Traumatic. Herself. Yeah, like that's not. No. Oh, that's really horrible, and yeah. she's not exactly choosing that to be in her mind. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, with all of this, Robbins and other psychiatrists came to the conclusion that Morgan was not competent to know what was happening to her. Mm-hmm. And while being assessed, Morgan's legal team had also hired a private investigator mm-hmm. who scoured through Morgan's room. Um, they found mutilated Barbies. There were also two Barbies found which were more specific to what happened. Ah. One had cat's ears and a tail. And obviously Morgan liked to pretend she was a cat. Mm -hmm. And that Barbie was standing over another Barbie which had stab wounds on it. Which Ah. is very eerie. Yes. Hmm. Every time I say eerie, there's a like Disney song that's got like Lake Eerie or something in it. Oh. That goes in my head. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Um, There's also loads and loads of bits of paper which show Morgan's struggle with mental illness. Um, Which seems to be common with people that aren't neurotypical. Hmm. My eldest has so many bits of paper in her room it looks like she has just crawled out of a paper <laughs> recycling like box yeah i have shitloads of paperwork yeah and, yeah <laughs> so and things that i've got notes on and notes yeah, scribbles doodles, doodles. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> i think it's just you can't keep all that in your head no and there's so many Splurges. different things bouncing around yeah. and yeah um, but with Morgan, these included paper that had no <laughs> written over and over and over on it. Ah. Um, but with X's through the O's to turn it into slender ah, symbol. Okay. Um, writings about how he had no face but still understands why resist and things mm. like that. Hmm. And then, and this bit is if this doesn't make you feel sorry for what Morgan went through before Before. the stabbing at least Mm. then I don't know Um, they they found an advanced psychology textbook Mm. which it was apparent Morgan left to her own devices and confused had been trying to use to make sense of what she was going through oh gosh which is heartbreaking to me Mm. and that really does just further cement my personal opinion of just talk to your children don't assume that oh they're a kid so they 
won't be aware of something yeah. or it was not going to bother them. Like, and it shows just... as well to me that she didn't want to be like or mm. doing what she was yeah. doing and going through. She, she was looking for a solution. Yeah. She wasn't having a lovely time. No. Yeah. She didn't like see the Slender Man and do all this because it was fun for her. Mm. Like that to me shows she wanted it to stop. Yeah. God, that is pretty tragic. Yeah. Yeah. So it was around this time as well that Anissa had to be moved to the isolation pods and placed on suicide watch herself. Um, oh. due to bullying from other inmates. Mm. Um, when later asked if while there she'd been given any therapy or counselling, authorities would admit that no, none of them received help for their mental illness. Oh, Which wow. is abhorrent. Yeah, that's like, awful. Here's a 12-year-old you've placed on suicide watch mm. and you're just leaving them in an isolation pod? Yeah, and aren't actually trying to stop them being suicidal. You're just preventing them from being able to... Follow through with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And like I put in my notes, however bad what people have done is, we still have a duty of care to them and Mm. to not be that bad ourselves. Yeah. If we're going to have a penal system where we don't just execute everybody, which we obviously both agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. You can't then just have holding cells where they're just no. chucked into like a dungeon stew in your own misery but mm. we won't help you yeah and to me as well mental illness shouldn't be treated any diff- different to physical illness mm. and i think that the vast majority of people would find it barbaric if we left people including prisoners to suffer from physical issues like say one of them had a broken leg yeah, or had, like, cancer or something, yeah. and we just left them lying in their cell, yeah. But we don't seem to have that same opinion of mental health issues. No. It's like mental health issues are something almost that you choose not to get better from. Yeah, that is a like, lot you of you could people... help yourself. Why don't you just not be like that? Yeah, that is so many people's opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Anissa, she was in this isolation pod, but then over time, she managed to change the other inmates opinions of her by being kind and friendly towards them mm-hmm. um so she didn't have to she didn't suffer from the bullying and being made to feel, feel suicidal yeah forever um but yeah so while psychiatrists were analyzing morgan and anissa the investigators were trying to build their case against the two girls and gather all the evidence that they could mm-hmm so on June the 6th now, 2014, with Peyton slowly healing, detectives Casey and Fisher paid her a visit. Mm. Peyton was learning to walk again. Oh my god! And so she was sat in a wheelchair um, because obviously it was tiring. She couldn't stand or walk yeah. for long periods. Wow. And despite not wanting to talk and instead burying her head in her hands... Casey, who had training and experience about interviewing kids, she persisted with Peyton and just tried to make her comfortable. Um, Mm. So she started asking her about cats because she knew that Peyton had a thing about cats. Mm -hmm. And with that, Peyton finally started to open up, but like in this really quiet voice. Oh, wow. So while talking to Casey, um, she called Morgan the one who had done it Mm -hmm. and Anissa the one who had watched um, she yeah. refused to use their names, which, oh. again, is understandable. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of emotion attached to them. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, she told Casey how that morning the one who watched, so Anissa, um, had asked her while doing an online quiz, what would she do if someone stabbed her? Which was obviously just a few hours before she was stabbed. Yeah. Which is very chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through lots of patience, Casey was able to get the details from Peyton. The Peyton told her she'd been super close to Morgan in fourth grade, so when they're about nine, mm-hmm. um, as Morgan had been obsessed with normal things like Harry Potter. Yeah. But then by the sixth grade, she'd become obsessed by scarier things and she wished that she'd stopped being friends with her before it reached that point. Mm. Um, she said how she felt left out after Morgan had stabbed her. Like, this is after what? Morgan wow. had stabbed her. Um, and she'd left with Anissa. She oh felt gosh. lying there, abandoned. abandoned and left out. Oh my gosh. Um, Again, yeah, just the whole, this sort of, three person kind of friendship triangle thing yeah it's just so so sad she said she'd felt left out ever since Anissa had become friends with Morgan Mm. um she told Casey that she'd lain there on the ground until a voice in her head told her to stand up and find her way out of the woods Mm. and so that's what she did Crawling her way to sunlight, where when she reached it, she lay down, unable to carry on through the pain and the voice now gone. Oh, wow. Um, well, stuff like that always just makes me feel a bit... Gives me the chills. Yeah, like, gives me goosebumps. I struggle because part of me totally believes with things like that that there is more yeah. than we know. But then at the same time, my logical brain's just like, don't be silly. Yeah. There's not. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, So... Recounting what had happened to her, Peyton told Casey that Morgan should go to prison for the rest of her life mm-hmm. because she had been the one to stab her. Yeah. While Anissa should go to prison, but not for the rest of her life, as while she'd been involved, she had at that point just stood back and watched. Mm. But then I that's know, but... The, I don't see a difference in either of their actions. I know, not... but she's twelve years but old. Yeah, of course. Is... Yeah. So while everyone was so amazed at how strong Peyton was. And her sheer will to survive, her closest loved ones saw that a part of Peyton was still stuck in the woods, mm. trapped there in the dirt and mud by Morgan and Anissa, still unable to make her way out. Mm-hmm. Near the site on the Big Bend Road where Peyton had been found and rescued, people had put a sign which read, Our hearts go out to the victim. Still here. Hashtag we love Bella. Oh, wow. No one who created that sign knew how sadly poignant it would be. And oh. Yes, part of Peyton was indeed as I said still trapped there oh gosh yeah which like I know wasn't the intention behind the message but mm. that tragic second meaning is yeah heartbreaking that yeah she has still got so much trauma yeah in that place oh so on the 1st of August the courts met to rule on the competency to stand trial in regards to Morgan mm-hmm. um not surprisingly with what their conclusion was earlier, psychiatrists stated that they didn't feel Morgan was in a state where she was competent to stand trial. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out that if, as they believe, Morgan was suffering from schizophrenia, mm-hmm. then the longer she went without diagnoses and treatment, the more her chance of suffering permanent neurological damage increased. Mm. The judge did order, did order that Morgan be transferred to a mental institution to receive oh, treatment good. to hopefully lead to her being competent to stand oh, trial. Okay. However, but... he, he didn't check the box that would allow the facility to be able to administer medication. Ah, oh, I find it 
difficult with this sort of thing, though. Because if she's not competent to stand trial right now... Yeah. Even once she's well... Yeah. How can that work, though? Because they still weren't competent when they committed the crime. Because if they can make her competent to stand trial, her defence will then go for a not competent at the time. Right, okay, so that can still then be argued, even if they are competent. It's just at this point in time, they can't even put what she did to trial. Okay, I see. So it's more of a kind of like, we need to wait until she's well. Yeah. Okay. So, she got transferred to this mental health institution... Um, and I just wanted to give some background on it that I read about. Okay. Because <laughs> you laughing a little bit has intrigued me. Yeah, it's very amazing in the oddest of ways. Um, it has historically provided mental health care for women. Okay. And it's not going to be called, like, Slender Mansion, is it? No. <laughs> their conditions that they were treated for included things such as anger. Oh, no. Promiscuity. Oh, menopause good lord oh my god because that's a mental <laughs> health condition know, right that's just a psychiatric shortcoming and R- uh, <laughs> not conforming to the norm okay <laughs> yep uh-huh god i'm so glad all these women got help for these terrible things you do say that but it does sound like they would have had fun there okay because the treatments that they received for these mm-hmm. conditions included dances, okay, playing cards, okay, whiskey and brandy. Oh my god, yes! Being allowed to frolic, <laughs> being allowed to frolic, <laughs> being allowed to do devious things. Oh my goodness! And Turkish baths. What? Okay, so this was not the kind of what I was thinking of, like these awful, like mental health hospitals in inverted commas. That like, it sounds like they've got a break from the yeah. mundane day-to-day shit. Oh my god! Wow, being allowed to frolic and have Turkish baths and drink whiskey and brandy. Exactly. And like... <laughs> to be fair, it sounds yeah. like a pretty good deal. Yeah, maybe that is what more of our mental health like places should be like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah i just thought that was amazing i started off being like you bastards like you're yeah. treating them for the menopause but then yeah. it's like yes but with dances and whiskey and, and frolicking, frolicking. <laughs> and nice oh, baths that's amazing it's like okay yeah that's all right then yeah we'll be okay with that <laughs> um sadly it was not like that when morgan was sent there uh. um she was the youngest patient and was among adult patients oh which like i've worked in a mental health hospital as an adult and it's scary and intimidating yeah. because she was younger do you think oh you're again because she was younger do you think they might have been kind of I don't know, like people take her under their wing a bit? or No, no. she got oh. lots of people that were a little bit very paedophilic with her. Oh, oh, yep. fuck's sake. She befriended, um, I didn't write it down because I thought it was horrific, but mm. we're on to it now. <laughs> um, she befriended an older lady because a mm. lot of the patients, like you couldn't interact with at all because they're completely not with it. Mm. But she befriended this older lady and they'd like, had similar interests, like board games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was deaf, mm-hmm. so she learnt sign language to be able to talk to her. Oh, wow. Um, and so then she was talking and chatting to her, and then this old lady just asked, can I touch your boob? Oh. Yep. Mm. No, that's not okay. And so that was the end of that friendship, luckily. Yeah. Good job, um, Morgan, stepping yeah. away from that. Mm. So it's just horrific that she's placed in that adult environment. She's a kid. Yep. 
Um, and a lot of the holistic treatments as well there had been stopped. People were medicated and given things like spit helmets to stop them spitting at anyone. Ah. And yeah, it was not a very mm, holistic, therapeutic place. No. Um, and while there, Morgan kind of said would be harassed um, by other patients, especially mm. when they saw her face on TV. Um, she was asked by staff how she would feel if she was given medication to make her imaginary friends disappear. Mm-hmm. Which, despite what she did, seems cruel, as she's obviously mentally unwell. Not cruel to give her the medication. No. Like, by all means, she bloody needs it. But to sort of be almost... What's the word I'm talking about? Like, asking her in like a really spiteful way. Oh, sort of almost like condescending. Yeah. Or, way, or like, like demeaning. I think it's just being spiteful, mm. like threatening her in a way. Ah. Just like, you've got no friends here. How would you feel if we took them away oh. as well? Oh, that was sort of almost like a threat. Yeah. Rather than Because like... they couldn't administer medication. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course. I was kind of thinking they were just wording it poorly. No. Sort of like being like, oh, you know, how do you feel like if we give you medication, it'll make your imaginary friends go away? No. No, I mean, they were like, we'll medicate you and take your yeah. last friends away. Exactly. Wow. Oh, my God. Not surprisingly, Morgan began crying because that's yeah. the only thing still giving her comfort. Mm. And it just seems so cruel and deliberately screwing with her. And maybe, as I've said throughout this, I'm biased because my eldest isn't neurotypical yeah um and she can sometimes go into an imaginary world to cope Mm. but the thought of people treating her like that yeah if she's struggling Mm. is horrible and like deliberately upsetting her oh yeah so finally on october the 22nd 2014 morgan was finally diagnosed with early onset childhood schizophrenia which is not surprising nope Um, But she was still not given medication or even offered it, despite the fact that the longer she went without treatment, the more permanent and damaging the neurological effects would be because the mental health facility weren't allowed to because of the court. Could they not have, like, amended the paperwork? (laughs) Don't know. God. So, after... This kind of explains why. I'd forgotten Mm. that I made this point. Okay. After half a year of explaining the roles in court and denying Morgan medication so it didn't make her drowsy in court, the mental health institution declared her fit to stand trial. Right. Much to the shock of her family and other psychiatrists. Yeah. So they literally taught her by root about the roles in court so she could parrot it back. Oh, my God. So... Being deemed psychologically capable and standing uh, of standing trial, Morgan was moved back to the same prison as Anissa. So they just, like, completely prepped her. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, um, Morgan is now in the same place as Anissa, where inmates dislike her um, because they now like Anissa. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Morgan and Anissa couldn't be in the same place at the same time it's just yeah Mm. Morgan was in a position like school where she was disliked and shunned by everyone and Anissa's not her friend and instead she's now just her co-defendant like she's sort of being rejected by everybody again so with this and no friends or friendly faces Morgan yet again retreated Mm. Um, she created paper people to escape into the world oh, of. Gosh. And it's just so sad mm. for her. 
Um, oh, they like even couldn't like they had them. I think I put it later, but them eating. One of them could eat in their room while yeah. the other one was in the like canteen. Yeah, like they could. They oh were not allowed to be in the same place at wow. the same time. <laughs> So, we fast forward to May the 26th, 2015, mm-hmm. and Anissa heads to court for her hearing. It was there that her defence argues that while her brain was not fully developed at the time of the horrific crime, that meant that there was the possibility for rehabilitation as her brain still developing. Okay. Her defence also pointed out that while in juvie, she had not been in trouble for being violent... Uh, the most she'd got in trouble for was braiding her hair on her birthday what? and drawing a flower in pen on her wrist. Why would you get in trouble for braiding your hair? Because they're not allowed to. That's just so shitty. It's a stupid rule. Like, what is the point of that rule? Yeah, exactly. Like, if there's a reason behind it, fine. But what is the reason? Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be a good reason yep. uh, other than just to make their lives hell. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. They're hardly the signs of a written-off hardened criminal with no hope of rehabilitation, are they? No, No. I wouldn't say so. I do dislike when it's like, oh, they haven't done this in prison. Like, well, they haven't really had the opportunity to do terrible crimes. True, but her crime is, like, assaulting a similar-aged girl, so she would have had the opportunity to do that. And, like, she got in trouble for hitting at school and stuff like that, and she's not been doing that in juvie. Okay. It's showing that she's trying to be a better person, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay, yeah. It's a bit different from, like, a rapist who, in prison, can't rape a woman. Yeah, I hate that. It's like, oh, they've got perfect behaviour. Like, yeah, because they aren't in a Their victim type is not here. Yeah, exactly. So... After her court hearing, the judge stated that he wouldn't give a verdict straight away, but he would first listen to Morgan's court appearance and then would give both verdicts together. But surely that's then going to, like, impact on his... Like, that's... Yeah, he's treating them as... Yeah, that doesn't feel fair. (laughs) So the next step was for Morgan to appear in court Mm -hmm. um, and both girls would remain in juvie while awaiting the verdict. Yeah. So in the run-up to her appearance, Morgan met with psychologists... And it was now that she finally admitted that she couldn't control the voices in her head or her imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. And then, on June the 17th, so about half a month after Anissa, Morgan had her hearing. Her defence attorney, Robbins, was shocked at the hatred for a 12-year-old girl with undiagnosed schizophrenia. Mm. And when walking into court, there were signs stating, adult crime, adult time. Which, to me, as I've said, is batshit. The whole point of trying kids as kids is that they haven't got fully developed brains yeah. and they can rehabilitate exactly. them. So it's not the same as an adult crime. Because no. she's a child committing it, which alters how you treat it. Exactly. Because they, yeah, their brain aren't working the same way and she's very mentally unwell. Yeah. Like, that does impact on how people make decisions, what decisions they can make. Yeah. Like, you can't... You can't just no. say, oh, you've done an adult crime, so you have to have adult yeah. time. Otherwise, why do we have a juvenile court system mm. at all? Yeah. And just with mental health, it just is not the <clears> same. <throat> no. So when court started, the prosecution objected to any articles on schizophrenia being used as they said the research was just hearsay. I'm sorry, what? Which is, yeah, what? Academic um, research, what scientific now? research is hearsay. Yep. I'm pretty sure that if they're using research, it has to be, like, peer-reviewed and accepted by yep. the community of... Like, yep. What? No, no. Yeah, uh, scientific journals are They're not hearsay. using fucking Wikipedia, so, I presume. You know, <laughs> when you go to the doctors, just remember the doctors are treating you based on 
Hearsay. Yeah, apparently. Yep. God. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Ha. Huh. Thank fuck, though, that the judge, Judge Bohren, um, Bohren? Bohren? Uh, Bohren. I'm going for Bohren. Yeah, Bohren. Overruled this and allowed there to be research Good. on schizophrenia talked about. Thank God. Um, sadly, though, this sentiment of the prosecutors would be echoed in the jury. Oh. And the view that mental illness was just a get-out-of-jail-free tactic. What? And I've really struggled in writing up this case um, because I do feel that Morgan was a victim herself and her mental health should be considered. And I do feel sympathy for her. And But as I said earlier, I've also been worried about expressing that in a way and how you, our wonderful listeners, would take it. Mm. And I think as well, it's hit close to home. As as I said, my eldest struggles with not being neurotypical. Mm. And I can see aspects of her, aspects of me and our family and Becca and stuff in some mm. of this. And while I'd never condone what took place, I just feel like all through this, mental illness isn't being given the same seriousness as physical illness and being seen as, as I said earlier, basically a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And like a personal failing to yeah. suffer from it. Yeah. So, Morgan's defence called to the stand Dr Deborah Collins, who explained that the sooner schizophrenia is treated, then the better the outcome should be, and she also argued that Morgan should also receive lifelong therapy for her mental Mm -hmm. illness. She argued it would be better for rehabilitation if Morgan was to serve out her sentence in juvie, but that if that was not possible, then she would need appropriate mental health care in adult facilities. Her defence also highlights that Morgan's schizophrenia was presenting very early on and that in adult prison, patients with schizophrenia were far too often abused and that she'd also have the option to refuse medication, whereas if she was in the juvie system, they would have the authority to forcibly inject it if she was refusing to take it. Which she's 12, well, 13 at this point, I think. She's Mm. seriously unwell. One Mm. of the characteristics of not just schizophrenia other mental health conditions too is like denying treatment you start Uh, to feel better mm. and so you stop yeah or with schizophrenia paranoid schizophrenia you think that they're not actually treating you yeah so Mm. the prosecution however tried to show how dangerous morgan was stating that tests showed she had a high iq and that Morgan hallucinated characters from kids' books who were evil or ended up dead, like Voldemort and Snape. Mm-hmm. The defence countered to this that the characters were real and not dead to Morgan. Mm. So they weren't some sign that she was going to kill someone. Okay. And that she'd been planning to walk over 300 miles to find a magical castle with only a bottle of water and some chocolate bars. And they argued that's hardly the well-thought-out plan of a genius. Yeah. 300 miles is that how far it was to the whatever forest yeah wow um the defense also argued against the fallacy that we've talked about that children should be tried as adults Mm. and how their brain development and growing up they they still need to grow up they can still change and be rehabilitated like i know that who i was at 11 12 is not who i am now um, the prosecution argued that as Anissa and Morgan had, as they put it, acted like adults, they should be treated as adults, which to me is bonkers. We mm. don't treat kids like adults no. in any other regard, despite how they try to act. We don't let them vote. We mm. don't let them drive, even if they know how to drive. Yeah. We don't let them drink. 
the age of consent. We don't say, oh, it's fine, you're acting like an adult, that yeah. paedophile can have sex with you. Exactly. Or even each other when they are yeah. children. We say, you know, well, that's not ideal. Like, yeah. Like, the list of that goes on and on, and it doesn't hold up mm. that you act like an adult, you're treated like an yeah. adult. we don't let them have jobs. No. Like, we don't let them go to, like, a full-time job just because, oh, well, you know, you exactly. want to work or... Yeah. So, through the whole case and trial, and the public, there's just this sense that Morgan and Anissa needed to be made to suffer for what they'd done. The more they did, then the more it proved that people cared about Peyton more, mm. was like this feeling. It has become, yeah, like vengeance rather than justice. Yeah. If people spoke up, and some people did, to say that they shouldn't be tried as adults, being kids and mentally unwell, mm. these people were then told that they were sick, and how could they care more for Anissa and Morgan than the real wow. victim, Peyton? So it's not saying you care more for them. No. It's saying that all three are victims in different ways. Exactly. And it needs to be tried effectively. As like, you said, it seems people just wanted revenge as opposed to actual justice. Mm. So... On August the 10th, 2015, Judge Boren gave his verdict that Anissa and Morgan would still be tried as adults. Wow. And so the girls were kept where they were. Morgan mm. was still unmedicated for her schizophrenia oh and was slipping further and further away from reality. Mm-hmm. More than just hallucinating, she also stopped being able to read properly or do basic maths. Ooh, right, her gosh. mental functions are just mm. going down the drain at this point. Yeah. And her parents felt so upset and let down that people didn't seem to care that Morgan was suffering from a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. So, feeling desperate, they asked their attorney if there was anything they could do to help Morgan get medicated, which it turned out there was. They could take the matter of medication for her mental illness to civil court. Ah. And that did work. Finally, Morgan was taken to a mental health hospital and treatment for her schizophrenia was started. Oh, it took a whole two months for the drugs to slowly be upped in her system and reach, like, a level where they made a difference. Really? Wow. I didn't realise it had to be that gradual. Yeah, they couldn't just whack her straight up to the mm. dose and they had to, because it, like, accumulates in your system. Uh, so they do it really gradually. Oh, wow. Um, and Morgan did start to get better. Mm. And when she did, she started to feel. And I can't imagine she just suddenly started to feel everything oh gosh and life was now a nightmare that she said she couldn't wake up from yeah she if you've gone from yeah. not feeling things to suddenly everything especially after doing something exactly. like that and you're now in yeah. prison and she God. said she missed Peyton she was scared of herself and what she'd done mm. and she just wanted to die she watched all her imaginary friends die from the medication help and treat her oh, hallucinations wow. and she just wanted to join them Oh, bless her. Yeah. Like, it's really hard, as you say. She needs that treatment. Yeah. And some people possibly are going to think, how can you have sympathy for the kids who did this to another child? But I I don't think they're bad children. I think it's concerning if people can see all of this and not have any sympathy at all. No empathy, nothing. No, it's clear she was not in her right mental state when she did all this no so around this time Anissa and Morgan had a bail reduction hearing because their bail was said like five million or something oh wow um but this was denied huh after this 
Morgan went back to her cell. She found a pencil and she tried to commit suicide. Oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, with a pencil. Yeah. Luckily, she was stopped. Oh. And she was transferred back to the mental health hospital. Did she injure herself? Or did they get to her before? No, she's got oh scarred God. from it. Oh, my God. Um, she talks about it later, mm. um, obviously being medicated and treated in that mm. now, that she sees the scars of what she did to herself, but she can't feel sorry for that because of the scars she gave Peyton. Mm. Oh, God. Just, oh. Almost like a really... <sighs> Yeah, like, oh, I deserve this yeah. as, like, a trade-off. Exactly. Um, so she got transferred back to the mental health hospital where they also prescribed her antidepressants this time. Yeah. With her antipsychotics. Because when they gave her antipsychotics the first time, mm. they didn't have the foresight to think about all those feelings now hitting her. So they ah. didn't prescribe her antidepressants. Right. Um. So with this, Morgan's mental health did start to improve again um mm. while anissa was being a model prisoner at this time mm-hmm. apparently wanting to set the best example she could for her younger brother oh gosh now psychiatrists evaluating anissa put forward the conclusion that she'd been drawn into morgan's delusions mm. initially pretending to see and hear what morgan did mm. but then getting so drawn in that she herself struggled with what was reality yeah. or not can that thing like fully adieu that like madness of two be something that somebody gets drawn into rather than sort of it happening it together. It is an actual recognised disorder. Mm, so okay. it can. I yeah, don't I, know that much about it myself, but it's, it is an actual disorder. Yeah, so okay. I'm guessing I wasn't yes. sure how officially recognised yeah. it was. No, oh. it is. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and that sort of difficulty and getting drawn in um, to Morgan's delusions... <sighs> They say it was made harder by the utter fear of abandonment and losing Morgan as well. Mm. So, like, creates this perfect storm to make her so mentally unwell too. Yeah. Um, And it was just this massively unhealthy, toxic, codependent friendship that they had. Mm. So, again, we fast forward, mm-hmm. and this time to September the 12th, 2017. Oh, wow. So this is, like, two years later. Hmm. I didn't realise this was still ongoing so recently. Um, So Anissa's trial starts. Judge Boren had decided not to sequester the jury after he said being residents of the area, which was, well, Kesha, Mm -hmm. um, they could be trusted to be fair and impartial. So again, Um, I was just like, what's what's the definition of sequestering? I know roughly what it is, but what is it? Um, It's essentially where you keep the jury isolated from the media and community so they aren't influenced. Mm. Which I always thought you had to for such a publicised case. And surely being residents of the area makes it less likely they'll be impartial. Yep, but he's like, nope, it's our town, they're upstanding citizens. That feels like the exact opposite of what's likely to happen. It doesn't seem right at all to me. I thought when it was a P- public, public case, public case. they would have You'd to get to. out of state as yeah. well or that you or like keep the, the jury area. like in a hotel mm. like and away from everything yeah but apparently not so and this is trial lasted four days which doesn't seem long for such a big no. case some trials you hear that's like three weeks four or months weeks. yeah um when it came time to give their closing arguments the prosecution argued that Tanissa was able to follow the rules at school and that her and Morgan had spent months planning the murder, coming up with code words, a plan for what to do afterwards, and therefore not only was she sane, 
but the crime was premeditated and evil. But premeditation you can do whilst you're delusional. Yeah. Like... <sighs> the defence argued that the case sounded insane because it was. Yeah. Anissa and Morgan were trying to appease this demon that took kids and they felt it was attached to them. Mm. So they argued, and I'm paraphrasing the quote of essentially their summing up argument. Mm -hmm. We know that Morgan has schizophrenia. This is one of the hardest mental health illnesses that we have to deal with as a society. In the Middle Ages, Morgan would have been labelled a witch and burnt at the stake. But this isn't the Middle Ages anymore, and we don't treat sick kids this way. When a child like Peyton is hurt, we have a tendency to seek vengeance, but vengeance isn't justice. It's ignoring the facts and the law and instead giving in to passion, emotions and prejudice. When someone is sick, we should place them in a facility best suited to give them the care they need. Mm. So the prosecution basically summed up their case, stating that jurors should not forget that a horrific crime was committed and that it wasn't kill or be killed, but that Anissa had instructed the stabbing of Peyton, which resulted in her being stabbed 19 times and this was the choice that she made. Mm. Now... Being the law that the defence gets the final say, Anissa's defence stated that the jury were being asked to ignore the testimony of three different psychiatrists mm. because the state didn't like the message they were giving, mm. that these girls were ill and that they were missed and let down and that jurors now had the opportunity to, to give them the help that they should have always had, mm. which is, to me, a very strong yeah. statement. I didn't know it was the law that the defence got the last say always. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, that... Which does make sense when mm, you think about does, it. does, yeah. So, the jury was sent out to make their decision about Anissa and whether she was found guilty or not. Mm. They returned with the verdict that Anissa was not sound of mind at the time of the mm -hmm. crime and that due to this, she was not criminally competent of the crime. Mm. So, she was sentenced to a mental health hospital as opposed to prison. Okay. So, she'd been found guilt not guilty by reason of insanity, yeah. essentially. Okay. So, about two weeks later, on September the 26th, Morgan appeared in court. Ah, okay. This wasn't for a trial, though, but instead a formality of Morgan and her parents accepting a plea agreement where Morgan was given the ruling of not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. This had only been possible with the agreement of Peyton's family. Mm. And while they had wanted Morgan to be given the harshest sentence possible... They'd agreed to let her take the plea deal as they didn't want Peyton to have to testify in court. Oh, okay. Wow. So the acceptance of the plea agreement would still come down to Judge Boren, who had repeatedly ruled to have the girls tried as adults. Mm-hmm. And he announced to the court that he'd take a week to consider the decision. Yeah. So if I was Morgan and her family, I'd just be like, it's, it's not That's no. over, yeah. We've got no chance. Mm. But... A week later in court, Judge Boren asked Morgan to recount what had happened the day of the stabbing. Mm -hmm. When Morgan tried to tell him that she couldn't remember a lot of it clearly because of the mental, the schizophrenia she was suffering, yeah. that was untreated. Yeah, and she's now being treated for it, which is yeah. going to sort of remove her further from that yeah, yeah. state. Um, he grew impatient, telling her that maybe she should have read the, replace, the police report. But that's not her recounting no. it then. That's no. her parroting what he could read himself mm. um and again i sort of feel a bit like there's that response of i didn't know i was supposed to yeah like, and it's yeah, just what? again it's like just trying to make her almost suffer and relive mm. it through something that 
she was unwell. Yeah, and in a weird way, trying to like, I don't know, it almost feels like trying to catch her out yeah. and make her mess up. Yeah. Just be like, ha, see? This doesn't match. Yeah. Um, her defence at this point tried to interject to say the medication she was on and how ill at the time mm. made it hard for Morgan. Mm. But the judge persisted, telling Morgan, who was sobbing at this point, that he would wait all afternoon to hear what had happened. Wow. It's the lack of compassion. Yeah. And also, what's the relevance of this right yeah. now? Exactly. Um, mental health professionals have been dumbfounded at this and mm. the effect and trauma it could have had on Morgan. Yeah. And also, <clears throat> not I'm not saying either of them should have been subjected to yeah. this, but why wasn't um, Anissa subjected to something as shitty as this? Yeah. Why was she, like, allowed to just say, yeah, not guilty by reason of insanity and the judge not, like, harass her yeah. and bait her and torment her? Um, like, why does he hate Morgan specifically? It yeah, seems. he seems to have a real... Mm. I'm guessing because Anissa comes off as more neurotypical yeah that's what i was feeling yeah is that it's that she's different and doesn't quite fit into his yeah or a lot of neurotypical people's ideals how it seems she's been treated the whole way through in the interrogation Mm. in the school system in the prison system like we should be better than in the justice system if you're neurodivergent or anything like that you can still get bullied by your judge yeah like that's so disgusting we shouldn't be bullying people. Um, so, yeah, mental health professionals would like, well, the re-trauma this could have caused Morgan and the effect it may have had on her, like, could have made her slip into her mental health illness mm. again. She was severely mentally ill at the time of the crimes, and even now she's only coping due to being on several different medications and treatments. Yeah. But... Finally, Judge Burren seemed satisfied with his what he was doing, um, and he addressed the court. Disgusting. But that's things like he's taken a week to think about this. He already knows what he's going to yeah. say. All of this is just showboating yeah, for some reason. Of, oh, look, I was going to go for his own shits and giggles. Yeah, showboating's better. Of oh look, I can I don't know. Yeah, like torment this mentally sick yeah. child for a bit before, just because I have the power to. I think it's I in America as well. Don't they vote for their judges in the states? Oh, they do want? they? So oh. there's a lot of judges that oh, want like, to be revoted in. I mm, think, and so a tough appealing to and, the crowds. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but oh, that's not the way to end up with a like fair justice. System. No, but then you also shouldn't privatize the prison, should you? No. Um, God, yeah. Or hospitals. No. Maybe all these public services should be public services. <laughs> but anyway, we're digressing <laughs> yes. into sociology and politics. <sighs> so the judge Boren addressed the court. He stated that he had accepted the plea deal, and Morgan was found not guilty by way of insanity after having to put on a ridiculous yeah, performance. Yeah. So he accepted it anyway. Yep. Like fuck you. And. So, with both Morgan and Anissa in the same mental health hospital, mm. they would be able to apply for release every six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Not just because they're in the same mental health hospital, but because of the insanity by way of... Ah. Um, not guilty, not guilty by, by way of insanity. I didn't realise it was every six months. Yeah. Wow. Um, now, you'd think that the decision about release would be made on their progress with their mental mm. health. Yeah, um, and whether they're they a doing. danger to people or not. Yeah. It's actually decided by a judge. Oh, God, is it going to be Judge Boren? Well, everyone was like, pleading insanity is a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. But because it's 
decided by a judge, it actually tends to result in patients spending far longer in mental health hospitals than if they just served their sentence in yeah, prison. Yeah, because judges are not mental health professionals. No. So how are they going to know if they should be released or exactly. not, if they're able to be released? So the girls were given a maximum sentence for how long they would be staying in the mental no health idea hospital. No idea that was the case. No. God. Anissa was given a maximum of 25 years. But, again, surely you can't... How can you decide that? Because I you don't, don't know, know when they'll get... What if they aren't well in 25 years? Yeah. They just get automatically released anyway. Like, that doesn't make sense with what I it know. is. Um, Morgan was given a maximum of 40 years, Ugh. which seems very harsh to me when mm. you look at how the same judge gave someone guilty of child sexual assault a mm. sentence of 10 years as opposed to the maximum of 65. Wow. Even though that is a complete choice to yep. do out of... Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, no, 10 years for them. But Even though they have made a clear, calculated yep. decision to do that. He said that he wanted to give Morgan the maximum that he could um, because of the seriousness of her crime and everything, but here's someone who has committed child sexual assault and yeah. he's given 10 years as opposed to the maximum of 65. Yeah, I'm pretty sure child sexual assault is just as serious, really. Yeah, it's really fucking horrific. Yeah. That is awful. And in 10 years they can just go out <clears> and do it again. <throat> yeah. And they'll know how to not get caught next time. Yeah, probably like, pay off the judge better next time. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. So... In the months after the sentencing, Morgan's medication dose had to be up as she started seeing scary things like a oh. girl with a noose around her neck on the end of her bed. Oh, oh god! The upping of the medication made her hands tremble awfully mm. um, and she couldn't draw her art any longer properly, oh. which was something she always loved to do. Yeah. Um, at one of the art therapy classes, one of the other patients noticed that she would draw the same thing over and over. There was a girl in the middle of a tornado mm. and the tornado was made up of the words bitch, die, worthless, unloved, hate you. Oh my god! Just, again, it's wow. so fucking heartbreaking. Mm. Um, yeah. A few months after Morgan's 16th birthday, Anissa moved into her unit at the hospital. Oh, oh no. To deal with this stuff, moved Morgan to a sort of annex. Oh. Um, and the girls would be taking turns going to the cafeteria which you'd think would be one day on one day off yeah. one day on one day off no it switched every 30 days what where one would be able to use the cafeteria and the other would eat all their meals in their what? room for a month for a month no that definitely would be better to do one like alternating days yeah also moving her to an annex kind of almost again it gives that impression of you're you're the you're problem. needing to be got out of the way yeah you don't get the same like kind of Respect. rights and yeah, yeah you can be shuffled off to make space for this person yeah. wow. and as i put it doing that as well and keeping them so separate like that it doesn't seem healthy or focused on their rehabilitation no. or conflict healing. resolution and things like that yeah so this is really really recent i didn't realize how recent mm. um the book that i got a lot of my information from um which i'll link in the show notes um it was written and released in september this year oh wow so oh my gosh a couple of months yeah. ago. so it was good timing for me mm. really with the yeah. girls um in march 2021 wow. so last year mm -hmm. anissa put in her first petition for release 
And Judge Boren, again, mm-hmm. he actually granted the conditional re- release of her. Really? Yeah. I didn't know she was released. No, and wow. I, well, you'd think it was only last year. Well, yeah, gosh. Um, Morgan has decided not to petition, though. Oh. Um, she said she was happy for Anissa being able to leave, but that she felt safe and comfortable at the hospital. Um, I think she's never mm. going to be... As they say, like, the, the schizophrenia going untreated for so long and being mm. so severe and the trauma and the stress that she went through on top of all of that. Yeah. It, the chances of her ever fully recovering or being treated for mm. it. And actually being rehabilitated. Yeah, is but, sadly been a lot lower than it might have been if she'd been given the treatment earlier. Yeah. But also, doesn't this mean, though, regardless... In 40 years, she'd be forced to leave. I don't know. Then where would that leave her? I guess she could ask to be committed. Mm. But at the same time as well, it shows that she is getting better, that she's able to take that step back and think, well, no, here's where I am doing. Or or she's she's getting worse. And it's that sort of, again, like with mental illness, as That's we true. both know, it's so easy to make your boundaries smaller That's and smaller. That's true. And just be afraid of the outside yeah. world. Yeah. You sort of stay in your safety bubble. Mm. That's true. Which is really sad too. Um, <sighs> she's created an imaginary husband for herself as well. Oh, um, who's a seven foot demon. Okay. Um, and who looks after her. Gosh. How old is she now then? She was 12 in 2014. 2014. So she'd be, what, 12... 20-ish, then. Yeah. Early 20s. Yeah, wow. Um, Peyton, we've not talked much about her, but I feel like that's a good thing. Mm. Like... She's out there living her life with as much normality as she can manage. Yeah, she and there's not come up again. There's not stuff to talk about with her. She yeah. is out there living her life. Mm. Um, in October 2019, Peyton, who is now 17, so yeah, they'll all be 20 now. Yeah. Um, she did do an interview. Um, she was working hard at school and had mm. a perfect GPA. Oh my gosh, Which is like, wow. what, a five? Yeah, I think so. I know like 4.0 is meant to be like insanely yeah. good. 4.5 is bloody amazing. Yeah. But a so perfect, five, I think it's a must five. Be a... Wow, Peyton. Um, oh my God. Yeah. She has close friends. Mm. And while she is, or back then at 17, while she wasn't able to trust them 100%, she said mm. she was very close to them, but that she can't oh. see herself ever fully trusting oh someone. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, despite this, um, she still hasn't fully healed from the horrific ordeal. Mm. Um, her voice used to be really soft and hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but the harshness of life has had its effect on Peyton. Um, she now sleeps with scissors under her pillow to give her a sense of control and comfort. Oh, my God. Um, her voice is a lot harder and sterner and no mm. nonsense about it, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she told reporters when she did this interview that the Peyton, who she was on the 31st of May 2014, had died that day. Oh, God. Like the eerily poignant sign had stated, Peyton was still there, dead 
in that oh, wood. God. Oh, God, didn't expect to choke up at that bit. <sighs> um, the reporters asked her what she would want to say to Morgan if she could. And Peyton said that she would, as odd as it sounds, want to thank her as everything that happened has led to the life she has now and the person oh that she is and that she is happy. Wow. Which is just a strong way of looking at utter shit that's happened to you. Yeah, what a brave like, person. I still struggle with the whole, like, everything that's happened to you has led you to the point that you are now. Yeah. So if you're happy with your life now, you shouldn't regret what's led you mm. there. Um, and she's doing that at 17. Yeah, wow. Um, she also said that she'd want Morgan's mum to know that she had thought about her and how hard she what she was going through must be mm. and that she should know despite what people say it wasn't her fault or how wow. she raised morgan yeah. morgan had schizophrenia and that was that wow she is just yeah brave yeah right. and strong yeah um and two years ago so in 2020 Peyton graduated high school and was planning on going to university to study medicine wow. which i'm guessing must have been influenced i feel by the doctors who saved her life yeah and I mean, it sounds like she'll do very well with that yeah. with her 5.0 GPA. Wow. And so, yeah, really, the last thing to say is that in that poignant moment as she was graduating, um, she grabbed her high school diploma, um, turned and walked out, out of the spotlight, and into the life that she was getting to make for herself. Oh, wow. Oh, you're making me well up now. Wow. wow. Oh, I wrote it and I was just like, that's a really good ending. <laughs> I did not consider how that would make me yeah. choke up. Oh, my eyes are like watering now as well. So there oh, we go. I'm so happy for her that like she is making a, a life for herself. Yeah, yeah. And a good life, a life that she is feeling she's happy with. And as you say, like as I tried some of that, she has walked out of that spotlight yeah. into hopefully a normal life yeah we haven't heard more about her she's no. out there living her life yeah it's like we have said before like it is just sort of tragic that we know any of these people's names on the podcast at all yeah ever. And, and so the best result you can have is that we don't if about them again, have anything they... else to say about them if they've survived and yeah that they do just get to have that private yeah, life yeah, yeah private life away from always being known for what happened to them yeah instead of just who they are yeah, yeah. oh that so, was oh. so interesting yeah, you... i kind of feel like you needed three parts <laughs> i know it's a long my voice to... is cranky yeah. but then you guys aren't having it for two no. weeks over christmas this is gonna so... keep them going through yes. two weeks <laughs> savor it <laughs> I think yeah. we've cooked in at two and a bit hours. Yeah. And we did an hour of a catch-up, like, chat episode before I for know. Patreon. We've been going for, like, three hours. We literally have. <laughs> we need a break. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got here at just gone ten, and it's, like, half one now. Yep. <laughs> I am hungry. Same. <laughs> oh. uh, have a good Christmas holiday break. End yep. of year, everyone. And we will see you the beginning of 2023. Yes, in the new year. Ugh, I turn 30 next year. (laughs) I'm already closer to 40 now. Well, (laughs) you're midway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.